All right, guys, welcome to the same OG podcast. Now, this is our first time doing a podcast together, and this is also his first podcast. And my one, two, three, <laughs> fifth <laughs> podcast. But we we had a conversation with each other, and one of us was like, we should really do this. So for so on, the other one was a little bit more reluctant. And at the end of the day, we decided that it does kind of make sense to, to do this podcast. It's myself, Dexter Stuckey, and my friend, G. Uh, G. You, okay. And uh, <laughs> we're going to host this podcast. <laughs> we're going to host this podcast. And what it's going to be about, we just want to let some lay some ground rules right away. This is not going to be a woman bashing podcast. It's not one of those two men sit together and talk trash about women for an hour, 45 minutes, whatever. It's not that. What we want to talk about is life lessons. We want to talk about um, mental health. We want to talk about, we're both African-American men, so we want to talk about like black men, but this is going to be one of those open dialect podcasts. And we see so many things go on in the world and so many memes and everything float around. And like, we're always sending it to each other and getting each other's perspective. And I think that we have two totally different perspectives. And I think it'll be really cool to blend those perspectives together and put it out to the world and then get some other perspectives um, from other people outside of the two of us. So like then at this part, then you would just start talking. You would just kind of like introduce yourself and something like that. Okay. <laughs> Under the hand thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so as you said, my name is G. Um, again, two totally different aspects of things I'm thinking about in ways of life. And I think, you know, the contrast is good for a show. I think uh, we have a lot to say on both sides of things. And I think just it makes for an amazing episode. Oh, yeah, makes sense. Um, when we say like two totally different places in life like g is a father of three married father of three i'm and he's been married for five years that's right five years five years i've been married for about five months and no kids <laughs> so like totally different both from the marriage perspective but just totally different uh people and and all that stuff like that now with the name of the podcast because i know people are going to say dexter why are you on the podcast called same og that doesn't make any sense for you but the the concept of the name, like his name is G, um, but for me, like the same OG por- portion of it. Do you guys remember that genuine song, uh, same OG? Same like in the song, OG. he talks about. Oh, I remember. How could you not? That's why what his best ones, Out Dad and Pony, are his best song. Um, but but in the song though, he talks about always being himself and like he's not gonna change. Like what you get is what you get. And I feel like with the other podcasts that I do. I mean, it is like what you get is what you get, but it's definitely not a hundred percent like the my real perspective on certain things. Like I'm honest on the shows, but like we just don't necessarily dig super deep into like personal stuff. And then I feel like this is more so like the platform to do that. All right. Yeah, we're really looking to expand on the conversations, and I think that's the biggest difference between other podcasts and this one here. I agree. Um, now, real quick, how how do we know each other? Well, let's go back. Let's see. I was your boss for quite some time. You were my then, subordinate. No, no, no. I was your boss at Sprint, right? What year was that? 2014? 
something like that. Yeah, I was your boss of Sprint and you're an unruly employee. Um, I wanted to fire you multiple times. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, we met at, we met at Sprint. Uh, we started hanging out with a bunch of guys there. We kind of, you know, what's there has been years now. I can't count. Eight years. <laughs> hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you are right. Well, I did start spreading. You were in a leadership position, and um, but for some reason, when you attempted to, I guess the word would be chastise me, you repeatedly told me that you are my subordinate. That's what you said. You said I'm your subordinate. I'm your subordinate multiple times, and I re- I realized at that moment I'm smarter than him. <laughs> <laughs> Are you high? Huh? Are you ready for that segment? Am I high or are you high? No, no, no. Oh, so this is this is another thing. We're gonna do different segments during the show. We're gonna do. We're gonna just start off. We're gonna leave it at the door. So just like an introduction, which I think we just did now for maybe longer than we needed to. And then we're also gonna do a segment called "Am I High or are You High?" So like we're not we're not actually going to be high. It's just that it's kind of funny just to say it because like when we're going back and forth and a person says something that the other person just does not agree with or just don't make sense, you would just say like, am I high or are you high? And then we're going to do get it off your chest, which is just our time to just get something off our chest. And it could be some serious, something joking. Just I think that part will be really fun, though, because it's expressive and i think that's one of the things that my therapist is telling me to work on is to be more expressive which is odd because if you know me you'll be like you're pretty expressive but okay <laughs> all right so let's get into it like that. Oh, say that again you're gonna lie on your therapist like that they did say that be more expressive oh, well they right. i mean they were more there was more context to it but that's all i got from it be more expressive don't you want to expand no, because they're not paying me for this. So no, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to explain. Smart man, smart man. So we can move right into the segment. Am I high or are you high? So we, I know at some point or another, we're going to disagree with each other on some of these topics. Um, <laughs> so with that being said, I'm going to go I'll go ahead and already say, am I high or are you high? So the first topic that I've seen on the social media sites is Shaquille O'Neal. Actually, I think we're going to probably agree on this. Shaquille O'Neal recently came out and said that, um, and this is really interesting because you are, like I said, a father and you have two daughters and a son. No kids for me. But he said that when his kids turn 18, his daughters can stay as long as they want to. But the boys have to go. What do you think? I think that's a terrible mindset, to be honest with you. You know, a lot of times, you know, they say that, you know, the, the females, they say they mature faster than males mentally, correct? If that's the case, why are, why are the males being kicked out? You know, we if we need that extra the extra time to mature, why are we being kicked out? Or why is anyone being kicked out for that matter? I feel as though if, you know, your children is your children and, and if they're not ready to go yet mentally, physically, or uh, so be it, then you shouldn't just kick them out like that. You can be really hurting them in a situation. Well, I think a lot of people, when they say this, they come from a place of they want their son to be independent and they want him to not be dependent on them and be his own man and stand his own two feet. Not that I agree with that. I do feel like... Right. You- stay with your parents for a little bit and still learn <laughs> how to stand on your own two feet. But right, I right, do right. I do kind of understand where people are coming from when they say it. I just think it comes from this place of like 
trauma, to be honest with you, because a lot of people growing up, it was the norm for parents to kick their kids out of the house when they turn 18 or require their kids to start paying bills at 18, which personally is not something that I, I agree with. I don't think I don't think you should do that, especially if you could afford it. But I think a lot of people grew up in households where their parents couldn't afford it. Like it was one of those things where it's just like you're you're old and you're able to older and you're able to contribute. So I would like you to do that. Yeah, I mean, I get that. It's just, I mean, my, me personally, I moved out at 21. And um, the only reason why I moved out is just because I kind of wanted to do my own thing. And, you know, I wanted to come in the house late and, and you know, I thought I was grown. You know what I mean? So me and my mom at that point in time were best friends. And um, instead of further hurting ourselves and, you know, me, arguments between me and her, I decided to move out at 21. And I still don't even think I was ready at that point in time. So to, to kick someone out at 18, it's crazy to me. Like, you know, I I went back and got my degree at 29. You know, I didn't know what I wanted to do in life until 27. So, you know, I'm not saying that someone has to stay in their parents' house that long. I'm just saying, everyone's different sometimes it takes time as long as that person is not a bum and laying around and doing nothing but they're showing that they have dreams i feel as though then you know you should be able to not coddle them but you know show them some some support dreams don't pay the bills big dog <laughs> very true very true no but I, I i agree i actually i moved out when i was 23 i believe and i was 20 no i was older than 23 because there's like was I like 26? I feel like I was like 26 when I moved out. I was older, definitely older when I moved out. And I had a degree, well, my bachelor's degree. I had, um, it's weird. Actually, I was like pretty accomplished. So I had my bachelor's degree. I was working full time, but I still just didn't feel like I was ready to move out and be on my own. And then when I did move out in 2016, I immediately went and started grad school. So it's just kind of like one of those things Like I just, for me, I wouldn't rush the process for anybody. And I think people who are in currently living with their parents, regardless of your age, if you, you have a plan, you know what you're doing. Don't let anybody like shake you unless it's your parents kicking you out, then you don't have a choice. But outside of that, like tune out everybody else because it's, it's hard in the real world. And there's real bills out here once you do decide to move out. And I think it could uh, be a cultural thing as well, like um, just preparing your children. You know, I feel as though if, if a person's 18 and you spent years preparing that child, that's a completely different scenario. But if you didn't, if you just let the schools teach them everything, you know what I mean? They're not going to be ready for the real world. Yeah. And I feel like you're kind of just throwing them out there, you know, and fend to fend for themselves <laughs> and they can drown. You know, I mean, I feel like that, you know, it's different if you're going to be there. But if you're saying, no, you're on your own, then that's, that's crazy to me. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, we are both married, so this will be interesting. And our wedding situations were different, too. Like, like yeah, they were, right. we had two completely different experiences. So this will be interesting to see how we both go with it. All right. The person said, let's normalize not having weddings. Just sign your paperwork in private and go on a honeymoon. F those other people. All right, what do you think? <laughs> Well, you, you got. You should know what I think. No, um, no, because because you didn't do that. Let me give you. <laughs> let me give you a little backstory. So for me and my wife, you know, we, we we thought about doing the whole traditional thing, and we wanted to have this big wedding, big reception. And all honestly, we weren't ready for that. We we, we had an apartment. Um, you know, we we had no money savings for a house, so we had no true savings for a wedding. So anything that we were going to be paying off uh, would take us maybe 30 years, just like a house. 
So, you know, we, we, we realized that. And then what we did was we had what's called a self-united marriage. And a self-united marriage is recognized, uh, recognized in the state of Pennsylvania. That self-united marriage is, uh, it's, it costs a little bit more than a regular marriage license. But with that, you can have two witnesses sign you off. You take it to the Department of State, and then they handle the rest from there in the marriage. We had, uh, we uh, invited a bunch of friends and family to a restaurant, and uh, we had a big deal there. Maybe 60 people showed up. It was crazy, and we did it in about three days. Um, so that being said, that's the backstory of my decision. But um, I firmly believe that you don't have to have a huge wedding. Um, what's you huge, have what's, a party. What's a huge wedding, though? Anything nowadays, man. I mean, I mean even small weddings gonna cost you about ten grand or or more, you know. So, so you like, base the size of the wedding on the amount of money that you spend? Oh well, they base it off of that, right? Per plate, that's what you're paying for. Um, I don't know. See, that's why this is why, like, when I see posts like that, it pisses me <laughs> off because, like, you don't know how much people are paying for these events. It, well, that's the thing. So. We were going to get married in Greece. It was going to be a destination wedding. It was going to be a million times cheaper than getting married in Philadelphia. Yeah, but but it this is, the thing no. though: when people put these posts out, nine times out of ten, it's people who are not married and nowhere near marriage. They put these posts out, and they're like, "You guys are spending so much money for these other people to have fun and eat your food." Well, to be honest with you, for my wedding, you guys pay for yourselves. Like I didn't pay for nobody to come and eat nobody's. I didn't it just. It just kind of pisses me off. And maybe it's because I'm fresh into it that like these kind of things like get under my skin. But like yeah. it really annoys me that people, one, like you shouldn't count anybody else's pockets. And two, like I, I really enjoy my friends and family. I like them. So like I want them to be there. And like honestly, like I'm not even really like an emotional person, but like being like I had my wedding in Mexico and being in Mexico and literally every single time a different person would show up. Mind you, I had people there from high school, people from college, people from work, people from um, like my family, like just different walks of my life. And these some of these people had never met each other. Some of these people had met each other in passing throughout the trajectory of my life. And like they were all at that place. And every single time I would walk up to the front desk and get a new person, I got like emotional over and over and over and over again, because it was like, you're never going to get the experience of having your mom yeah. and your brothers in the same place as somebody that you work with and went to high school. Like, it's just never going to happen again like that. And just knowing that and seeing that it's like, I personally would hope that nobody would rob themselves of that opportunity. No. Yeah. And I, and I, and I understand that. I think it's, it's one of those scenarios, you know, do the do the big wedding or do the, the wedding for, for you, the wedding that you really want, because the wedding that other people want for you. You know what I mean? And I think that's a big deal with with just having these weddings. Like if you if you're if you really don't want that big style wedding or that traditional wedding, or if you don't want people there, you know what I mean? Don't have them there. Don't spend that money unless that's something. Stop saying don't spend the money though. Like don't no, hey, don't spend the money if that's something that you know. The thing is, like, so, so I look at, I just, again, I just, I can only base it on me, right? And I feel like I did not have a traditional wedding. Mine was very much me. Like, it's what I'm balling, though. You're balling. But if I told you how much my wedding actually cost, you'd be like, really? Like, you probably paid more than I did to go there. So you're telling you telling us you scammed us. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that I was very <laughs> smart about like, what I did. Like, there's a lot of perks of doing a destination wedding. So just, I didn't see that. just don't. 
I'll, I'll just close on saying this. Just stop counting people's pockets when it comes to these weddings and also stop cheating yourself talking about some... And, and also, if I'm somebody's friend and I see them post something like that, it offends me. Because what you mean, like, F them people? I'm them people. Because if you need anything else, you're going to be calling me, but you but I, you can't pay for a plate for me to eat? Come on. I'm broke. Gamecast, I can't afford it. Okay, but then people also have local weddings too, and you don't have to do anything but show up and get them a gift. Listen. They had three hundred chapels in Philadelphia. <laughs> I almost thought about it. it was like, <laughs> no, but you know what it was though. I'm, I, you know, your reception was amazing. That's what I, um, that's what I really like. My the wedding party was afterwards. Amazing. Say again. My wedding was amazing. Like the whole thing. Anyway, your reception itself <laughs> <laughs> was amazing, and um, that's what I, I, I love the party aspect of things. I love getting friends and family together and just partying. Um. And that's, I think, you know, not like clubbing and things like that, just friends and family yeah. together. Um, and then when I realized that uh, my wife was kind of in the same avenue, that's when we finally were like, hey, listen, let's go do this. And then it was amazing that 60, about 60 of our friends and family showed up with like two, three days notice at a, at a random restaurant. So that right. Was, that worked out well. But see, even with that though, like you're inviting people to do something. I just, I just don't like the mindset of, like, if you don't want to have a wedding, you don't want to have a wedding. Like, that's what it is, whatever. I think my issue is when you say F those people. Like, F right. the people, because I don't want to pay for them to send the third. But, like, those people are your village. Like, those people are the ones that are getting you wedding gifts. Those, not that that's, like, super important, but. Yeah, it's I mean, right. so, so, for me, <laughs> I, now, I did do that the traditional way as far as moving in. But we moved, We made sure we were married before we moved in. I say all that to say, like, we needed everything. Like, we didn't have anything as far as, we didn't even microwave or nothing like that. So it was like, the if you did it in that way and you guys didn't have all the stuff that you need or whatever, those are the people that are furnishing your house and giving you all the stuff that you need. So it's just like, to say F those people, it's just like, okay, so you're just gonna say F those people. <laughs> and then when you move into this place or whatever, those people, when they you have a registry or whatever, and they're trying to send you stuff, remember your mindset was F those people. And that's the last thing they were thinking about you. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. That's, that's the big difference where, you know, we were already living together for, I don't know how many years before we actually got married. And um, we already had, you know, our our home established where we wanted it at that point in time. So it was different, a different scenario. You know? All right, so the next one that I have, there's this post, there was this post that I saw, it was like one of the love and hip hop guys. He said, um, some white girls, Hispanics, and others be wanting black men for props on their Instagram. Most of y'all don't understand us, can't relate, and haven't done the work to deserve us respectfully. Then he put in parentheses, not all, but some. Then he said, I'd be asking women who aren't black why they date black men and they never have a real answer and only complain about how they're treated by us. What are your thoughts on that? Why you ask me first? I, I, I just need to hear your thoughts. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I, I think on both sides, to be honest with you, I, I think that, I think there is a genuine attractiveness to people, just naturally. I think people are attracted to what they're attracted to from a physical standpoint. I think that that plays a really big factor into who people date. I also think there's a reason why people do that, though. There is a reason why people are interested in what they're interested in. And that, it could be like, this is what you were raised around. It could be like, 
you've heard things that are like stereotypically better with these people it could be like what you want your kids to look like or what you don't want your kids to look like like there is a lot of different factors so i i won't necessarily say that he's wrong with his his stuff because like i'm sure that does apply to somebody but you can't say that applies to everybody because there was interracial relationships before instagram was a thing so so everybody's not doing it for a prop there are some people who i think are genuinely attracted to people who who are a different race of them and they connect with each other yeah if we're if we're just talking about you know i think he was more talking about just black men mostly but if he's talking about you know people some people showing off black men as more of a trophy i mean that could be based off of like historical and genetic data right you know since the beginning of time the black man was was shown to people and uh, the bigger the stronger the handsome more handsome black man was voted on or auctioned off right so if we're if you get into that no that's i don't know if handsome was a requirement but okay i'll go with what you're saying there <laughs> okay handsome was required in my story all right okay. so go back to my story <laughs> but um going back to that i mean it, it, there were trophies at a point right they would brag about you know that person person that they purchased unfortunately and um that could be your thing it's still a real thing today you know what i mean it's still right there that's why i, I <laughs> that's why I, this is something i just can't do i <laughs> look i i respect other people's uh, situations but for me like even just the thought process of what you just said is why i i i can't do it right right hey so guys context right my uh i am african i'm african-american male um Dexter, my father's from Liberia, right? Now you got to say it like how you used to say. So look, look, quick story, real quick, guys. When we worked at Sprint, like, so his, what his real name? He's his real name is 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 Ganganu, right? And it's like long, like it's like extremely long. It's like 150 characters, and so he would put on his name tag at work. It would just say G on it, right? And so people would always say like, um, oh, like. What does the G stand for? Because you know, like most people, if your name is like Gary or George, like you're not gonna call yourself G. Like you would just write Gary George. <laughs> so he would say what he would say his name, and then immediately <laughs> he would be like, "My father's from Liberia." It was almost like Gankanu. My father's from Liberia was a part of his name. It was ridiculous, y'all. And he would do it. It was to get them to leave. It was to get them to leave me alone. Like I thought about switching my name tag to a Gary just so I didn't have to do that. Anymore, all right, that's what it was really for. <laughs> but what I was getting at is, I am an African American male, and my wife is uh, Asian from Puerto Rico. So we are, I guess, technically an interracial relationship. What do you um, mean technically? I, well, because <laughs> because I mean, it, historically, we you know we're kind of the same people, but you know, Asian people there. are the same yeah. as Black people historically. Oh, that's a new one. Puerto Rican. You said Puerto Rican and Asian. You can't just take away half to make it fit. Your there are black Asians as well. That don't you know? He's ignorant. Don't get mad at him. Okay. No, rewind back to what you just said. Historically, we you know we're kind of the same people. And you said she's Asian and Puerto Rican, and then you said they. Which includes Asians and Puerto Ricans are uh, basically black people, is what you said. I didn't say basically black. Those weren't the exact words I chose to use. So. They're minorities. We can put it that way. They are considered they minorities. Are. Okay. Okay. 
We'll go. I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah. We'll go with that. <laughs> that's a crazy topic, though. Like I, I, I do see some people seeing it as that, and some people really doing that. It's sad to say in 2022 that that's that's possibly a thing. Okay, but at the same time, though, like realistically speaking, black men are more notorious for doing this and actually saying it. Like I've never heard a white woman come out and flat out say, "Like this is my trophy. I'm I'm with this guy because he's a trophy. He's a prop." I know personally black men who have said they're they're dating a white woman because she's a white woman. Like it's a status symbol yeah. to them. I like yeah, they use the names like Snow Bunny and stuff like that. That's a like supposed to be, yeah, I get you. Like you I mean, like I, I don't know. Like I, I'm not trying to put black men down with on this situation or whatever, but I definitely think that when it comes to that, at least from a vocal standpoint, black men are way more vocal about their intentions, which aren't always positive with white women than white women are to black men, although I don't really have those kind of conversations with white women. So I could be wrong there too. Yeah. I mean, I agree with what you're saying though. Uh, from our standpoint of things, we, we will hear more from black men just because of our surroundings. And they were in the comments talking about like, yes, brother, preach, preach. That's what we do. Like, <laughs> it's just like- hey, You can okay. get lost in the comments for days, man. <laughs> no, the next topic I want to talk about is, is social media. And do you feel like it's a, a, a gift or a curse for you personally? If they're a curse. Uh, for me personally, it's, it's, uh, it's neither really. Um, I guess, uh, you know, when I was younger, I used to use social media to, um, to market myself a little bit more as far as when I did graphic designing and things like that. Uh, but now I just post pictures of my kids. <laughs> just put pictures of my kids and something to look back on um in facebook is sometimes you know just to find old family members really mm -hmm. I, I don't use it like i should i should say um do i think social media is a gift and a curse so it's funny because i was listening to another friend's podcast right and he was saying that he doesn't believe that people truly have a lot of close friends and he said that he thinks social media is the reason why people think they're closer to people than they actually are. Mm. I personally don't agree with that. Like, I don't think that that's what it is, but I do think social media helps truthfully get to know people a little bit better. There are things that I've learned about people, like music interests and stuff like that, that sure, it could have come up in conversation, but because like they posted and I saw them at this concert and stuff like that, it really does give me a deeper layer of that person and something additional that we do have to talk about when we have conversations with each other. I think that from what you said, social media, what you use it for, I think it's, it would be like a gift. I think for me though, when I'm using it correctly, it's great. But when I use it incorrectly, it's not a good thing. Right, yeah. yeah. And I have a tendency to use social media for entertainment purposes, like mm -hmm. too much. Like I like at one point I was on the shade room, like I had notifications. And like when they would post something, I'd be the first person in the comments, like making a, a joke or something about it to get like a bunch of likes on there. And like, honestly, and then it got to a point where people would start to, it's funny because like I would do it and whatever they posted, I would troll it. Like no matter what it was, I would say something crazy or whatever. But it got to a point on there where other people were doing the same thing to me. Like I'm not the subject matter here or whatever. And people were commenting and saying like negative things too, like about me. And it was just kind of like, like you don't even know me, but then it's like, 
but you also don't know this person that you just commented right. too. So, so for me, like that was like a really like toxic experience with social media, and it went on for a while too. Because like you know, I wasn't backing down. Then I realized like I'm arguing with people on social media who don't know me. I don't know them, and we're insulting each other. And go, it's like it's kind of stupid. I I can see like I can really really see how it could be uh, a curse, and I guess now that I'm thinking back on it, it actually could be a curse to me because although I only post you know family pictures and things like that. I can procrastinate for hours on social media, you know. Yeah. So it, I can see both aspects of it gift and curse, uh, gift wise. Um, you, you mentioned uh, getting to know people, and during the MySpace days is when me and my wife got to know each other. We didn't meet on the internet, but I mean that's where we really got to know each other at, on the internet, and um, it progressed from there to, to a long-term friendship to, to where we are now. So that's the gift aspect of things, but um, I definitely procrastinate way too much. You know, like you said, it's your entertainment. It's also my news outlet, right? I don't even watch news anymore. I don't watch social media. Well, oh, you need to stop doing that. <laughs> it's got better news than the, than the TV, though. Absolutely don't. <laughs> I don't know, man. The shade room, man. You mentioned the shade room. I don't know. They're, they're up there. Yeah, like, let's not say their name anymore because they're not paying me either. And I don't even follow that page anymore either. Like, I'm like, they're negative. It's, I don't but, want to be a part of it. But how many likes did you get on that one post, though? Oh, you, I, look, I used to kill it with the likes. I used, <laughs> and you know what's crazy? It was so sick because, like, I remember one time I got, like, 9,000 likes on something. And people were sending it to me. Like, oh, my God, you got all these likes. You went viral on the shade room. Yo, that blew my head up. And, like, honestly, I, I can't live like that. <laughs> like, I can't. I'm, it's too dangerous for me. I can live like that if I'm getting that check like all these other people. There's no money attached to it. You, The only thing you get out of it is your friend from high school who you don't talk to at all saw <laughs> and was like, you went viral in the share room. And you're like getting excited about that. Like, it doesn't matter. That's stupid. Oh, man. You know what I don't talk about? Where are we, what segment are we still on? We can move on to uh, get our chest now. Get it off the chest is just, you know, us venting about something that's been on our minds, uh, things like that. Uh, topics that we probably wanted to talk about that, you know, we might have forgot from last week. <laughs> Anything of that nature, but it's really just venting, right? And I want to vent. This isn't something new. This is something that's been going on for quite some time now, and I can't stand it. You can call me a hater. You can call me whatever you want. But these little eight-year-olds that are making $5 million a year playing with toys on YouTube piss me off. Okay, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Okay, I'm a hater all the way around. They're making so much money playing with toys, and my kids watch them play with toys, and I think about turning off the YouTube channel. I can't. So, so is your issue that your kids are not making the money, or that these kids are? Like, where, where's the issue coming in? All around. <laughs> my children should be making money too. Okay. So that's what it is. <laughs> it's, it's all around. Okay, I'm a hater. I already said I'm a hater. <laughs> no, I think that's kind of cool though because it's like one of those things where like the kids are they're they're doing something that's natural and it's fun to them, and then they're actually making a profit out of it at a really young age. You know what? I, I've been thinking lately. You know, he's getting older, and I, I'm really, really I don't know why I'm interested to see. You know, I'm talking about Ryan, but there's a bunch of others. <laughs> um, I'm really, really interested in, to see how his family transition him. Um, uh, transition him in a way. <laughs> No, I mean, like, who's the person? I don't, I don't, look, I don't know kids, so I don't watch YouTube kids playing. Um, like, for me, is one of the first kids I've seen that, that did what he did, you know, as far as playing with toys on YouTube and, and reviewing them. He's one of the first people that I've seen. Um, 
and he's still making money now. I'm just curious to see. Like, I we had like a couple of deals. Like, I think we had like a Nickelodeon deal and a couple other things. Of course, a tour deal. But now that he's getting older, what is he going to do? Does he think he can do the same thing he's been doing? Hmm. Or now we're talking movies, we're talking acting. What are we talking about? Or is that the end of the era for her? I mean, it is one of those things where, like, at some point, though, like, you're a child when you're doing this, like, the child stars. Like, you got to reinvent yourself and come up with something new because the show's not going to last forever. So you got to find something else to do. And that part is scary because it's like, do they have the skills to do that? Like, you, you kind of lived a different life, like, than most kids yeah. have. You know what's crazy, though? Uh, there are adult shows that do that. Like, there's adult shows now that they're making, like, slime on YouTube and they're ranking in the bucks. And it's crazy to me because it's a little weird to me, but <laughs> they're doing it. But now for Ryan, since he started as a kid, him getting older, I think actually hurts his image in a, in a sense. So I don't know if he can do the same thing. Yeah, that's like, yeah. Let's go. And then when you think, because even think about like what we were doing when we were young, like say that was like our given to us as a job at that point. And I mean, we were playing video games. Shit, they doing that too. <laughs> we actually probably yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say yeah. I played video games professionally as a child like that was like my thing and I wasn't getting no money for it and I now you know what I'm with you I'm, I'm hating I'm hating you. Like <laughs> getting money for the toys thing on YouTube like I never did this so like I'm like oh whatever that they came up with it but video games I definitely played video games and I was not making millions like that now I'm upset crazy <laughs> crazy check is crazy I'm in all the way around. And I had all the good toys back in the day, so I could have really fixed one. <laughs> hey, like, I had, I really, I think I had like some, there's like two or three limited edition type of toys that I had. Like, I had like an actual, and I don't know if they were limited edition, or I just like loved them so much that I'm like, nobody else got right. this. But I remember growing up, like the Power Rangers, they had like this, um, they had like the, the villains, it's like the Goldar one and the skeleton one. Nobody else had that. Like I was the only one on the block who had them toys. <laughs> and like, yeah, I definitely I like how you go and throw it out there that you knew the real names of those toys. Like, you never watched that type of stuff. Okay, though. okay, okay. Right. Like, people, listen, now, let me tell you now, about this guy, right? Now, here's another argument that the two of yeah, us consistently had. G is in his 30s, guys. Like he's a, really like a grown adult man with three kids and a mansion. And I'm not even joking, a wife. Oh, and oh, wife. No mansion. And he spends his free time watching mm -hmm. like Sailor Moon and Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff like that. Like he really I, thinks the super- I, I do watch anime. <laughs> I do watch anime. I do not watch those animes that he watched. And he knew they were anime. That's why he said those names. Go ahead. But you saying that don't make it sound no better. Like it's not a good thing. You gotta, <laughs> you really, really, <laughs> you gotta grow up. Like at some point, watching cartoon shows like that, <laughs> grow up. So, so what about wrestling? The, yeah, you know, what about it? You don't think you're too old for that? No, dude, you don't even make no sense. Like wrestling is, is it's it's actual people in combat. Like that is what they should be doing you, in you're combat. You're calling it combat. Yes, I'm calling it combat. That's what it is. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. So choreography. The, the, in choreography, right? That's what you mean. Dance? They're, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're doing. It's not choreography. Okay. Okay. All right. So it's just, you know, it's it, they're fighting. They're actually hitting each other, buddy. 
back in the day, they used to actually hit each other. Now I don't know what to call it. Absolutely. <laughs> Stop your wrestling. Get shown what they did. <laughs> All right. Um, so so I'm going to watch anime till I die. I'm never going to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's funny. I, I, I feel like I give you a lot of crap for it, but like, it's weird. Like, the older I've gotten, and again, social media, the power of social media, there's so many people that I know that I'm like, you be watching this stuff too? <laughs> like, be like, wow. Like, it's, it's, it's fascinating to me, to be honest with you, because it's like, like, I mean, Honestly, I re- I watch The Simpsons religiously. I watch SpongeBob. Like I watch cartoons and stuff like that. But just to see other people kind of like watch something like that you would think is for like children. I don't know if that means that our generation, like our age range, is just ridiculous, <laughs> or like yeah. we're just all like I don't know, like progressively we're going to work. We're, we're we have families and stuff like that but we're entertained by things that we, that I don't know, were good to us when we were children. I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I do think it's cool though. Yeah, there was, there was a meme like that, you know, that, that you know, people still watch like cartoons and, and things like that because it reminded them of a happy time as a kid. Well, I was getting physically assaulted. Like my parents were beating me when I did things wrong. So I don't know if it's always happy, time. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, but it does remind me of like, like childhood, like, yeah, you're you are the anomaly. <laughs> you know, most people were getting their ass beat by their parents when they were younger, and then you would go sit in your room and cry and watch Batman. Like, I was, it, I was good, man. I know what you're talking about. Well, I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do I have to get off my chest? Do I have anything to get off my chest? I, I don't know. I feel like things have been pretty decent for me. But I will say, like the the working in an office, I can never do that again. I, I think that that is one of those things that it's like a thing in the past, and I think it's stupid to like have to work in an office. Like I don't know if I could ever do it again. I'm currently working from home, and I don't think that I can do it again. And actually, my role is designed to only work from home, like forever. Like I should never have to go into an office, so I can't quit this job. <laughs> but like. <laughs> So I say all that to say, though, that to get off my chest, I feel like companies purposely make working from home difficult. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like this is the norm now, like the world is moving to a place where people are working from home. But like some companies, I think that they're on this mindset of just like, I got to watch this person while they're working from home. Yeah, like, like there's some companies and not mine, but there are some companies that are like, you got to have your camera on the entire time we're on meetings and stuff. I think that's invasive. Like, I don't think that you should you don't know where I'm living. Like, you don't know what my living situation is like having a camera on and just showing the background of your home and your personal space. I think that's that's too much for me. Like, I don't, I don't like that. Like and my background is fine, but like you just never know. the You don't know people's financial situation. You don't know, like people like who's walking around in the background like people might not have sitters for their children or whatever i i don't know i just think that like the turning on your camera and stuff is very invasive i i, I don't like that yeah i uh, my last job i was able to start working from home uh during the pandemic and it was amazing um it was terrible on my body though and the reason being is i would get up in my pajamas and work and have a slew of snacks in my work area Terrible for me, but it was the best thing that happened to me mentally. Yeah, but you know, with, with me, we're working fine. I actually, like, I barely eat. 
Oh wow. Well, you have a you had a true work from home job where you didn't have to be on the phones for twenty four seven. I was on the phone for like ten hours. A true work from home. I caught yeah. the underlying shade in there. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Look, I didn't eat no snacks, but I can tell you, I watched all the daytime television shows, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad we got those things off our chest until next week. Hopefully, we have some crazier ones to throw out there. Because, um, so in this episode, we won't necessarily do it because this is just like our sample, like our teaser episode. But we also want to review TV shows, movies, uh, albums. Like, we, I think it's cool to get those perspectives, and I also think it's cool to introduce your friends to new music and new movies. I'm always looking for new net. Well, I'm not gonna say Netflix. Me and Netflix have a beef right now, but I'm always looking for new Hulu suggestions. Love a documentary, especially a crime-centered one. So if you guys have suggestions on things that we should watch, like definitely let us know, and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it as a family. I would love to do that with with people. Um, and then even with music, I think the coolest thing is when your friend, when my friends outside of G tells me to listen to music, I'm all, I'm into it. Like I think it's cool because most people have really good taste in music, and then some of us listen to Joe Button. But you know, it's just <laughs> <laughs> listen, man. Joe Button is an amazing MC. Don't listen to this man. All right, amazing. Well, yeah. <laughs> But with that being said, with that being said, uh, thank you guys for tuning into this first episode of Same OG. We will be back with consistent episodes. If there's something that you want us to talk about, tag, tag us in it, send it to us, whatever. We'll definitely get it on the show. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Like you said, we're gonna, we're gonna try to be really consistent with you guys and create that family aspect and that that talking roundtable type aspect to to the show. We're gonna bring that to you guys. So thank you guys for listening out. We'll be back. Oh, and I love that you said consistent because my biggest thing with people in their podcast is they put them out and they're not consistent with them. That drives me crazy. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Guys, until next time, make sure you remain the same OG. Don't change for anybody. Don't let anybody throw you off your pedestal. I'm Dexter Stuckey. This is my friend G. And we're out. Peace.